It's a lot, isn't it? We've seen the king arrive in triumphal procession, and we have seen him crowned and enthroned, lifted up from the earth on a cross, the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. The crown of thorns and the cross, not the crown and not the throne, not the power nor the glory that any of Jesus' followers would have imagined. What about us? The crowd shouts, his blood be upon us and upon our children. The furthest thing from their minds is that this blood that they invoke has nothing to do with guilt or retribution, but only mercy, only love, only grace. This episode has been hatefully and ignorantly invoked by generations of Christians to justify violence against our Jewish siblings. And that shameful history should not be absent from our consciousness, our prayers and repentance, especially this Holy Week. The blood of Jesus is only and always the blood of mercy. What the crowd in its ignorance invokes upon itself is salvation. So the story we struggle to absorb today is thick with irony. It's a story, on the one hand, of human injustice, human violence, human political greed and machination, a story that evokes every story of human injustice and violence. But now, this time, the story is inhabited by one who transforms it, explodes it from the inside into a story of revelation and redemption. As the plot closes in on him, Jesus celebrates Passover with his disciples, and he offers them his version of what is going on. He is not the passive victim of corrupt, violent, religious, political machination. No. He is the active one. And this is an act of love. What is happening is that he is giving himself, pouring himself out in love for his disciples, for all humanity, for the liberation, healing, and salvation of the world. Take, eat. This is my body. Drink, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So Jesus tells his disciples, tells us what is really happening. He is simply being who he is, the way, the truth, the life pouring himself out for the life of the world, 
like the grain of wheat that falls into the earth to pass over into an abundant harvest. It is not a story of defeat, but a story of faithful, unwavering, and finally triumphant witness to who God really is. But by any typical human standards, Jesus dies a failure, a loser. Only he can open our eyes and free our hearts to see his death as a triumph of truth and mercy, and even, yes, of divine power. Irony of ironies. Human standards need not apply. Paul tells the same story in a different key in our reading from Philippians. And here as well, there are two ways to hear the story, two ways to understand it. The irony here isn't quite so thick, but here too, the relationship of the two perspectives is one of surface and depth, human standards versus divine truth. Now, unfortunately, and once again, I'm complaining about the NRSV translation, but unfortunately, the translation we've heard closes off one of those two interpretations rather than keeping both open. Here's how we heard it. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself. Though he was in the form of God. But the thing is, the, the though is not there in the Greek. The translation adds it, I guess, for clarification, but with opposite effect. It distorts the text and closes off one of the two ways of hearing it. So here's a very literal translation of the passage by David Bentley Hart. Be of that mind in yourselves that was also in the anointed one, Jesus, who, subsisting in God's form, did not deem being on equal terms with God a thing to be grasped, but instead <coughs> emptied himself. Which is to say that when you look at the text in the original Greek, yes, it, it could mean that even though he existed in the form of God, in contrast to that, Jesus did not see being equal with God as some, something to be grasped, but emptied himself. But it could just as well mean, and I think this is the plainer way to read the Greek, it could just as well mean that because because he existed in the form of God, he understood that there is no grasping in God. So quite naturally, he emptied himself. Subsisting in God's form, he emptied himself. What do you think? It all hinges, doesn't it, on what God is like, on who God is. When Jesus empties himself to become a human being and is faithful all the way to the cross, is that a contradiction of what God is like? Or is it a revelation of what God is like? Is God the high and mighty invulnerable controller? Or is God's whole being a pouring out of infinite love and mercy? A God who cannot coerce and control, 
because that would be a contradiction of the divine nature, a contradiction of love. Which God does Jesus reveal to us? Does Jesus' incarnation, faithfulness, and death obscure the divine nature or reveal it? And why does God not only exalt Jesus, but also, as Paul says, bestow upon him the name that is above every name, that is the divine name, I am who I am. If Jesus empties himself because he exists in the form of God, because that is what God is like, and he knows it because that's who he is, then the whole story Paul tells makes more sense. Then God not only exalts Jesus, but bestows on him the name that is above every name. Because Jesus, in humbling himself, in his faithfulness all the way to death on the cross, has enacted and revealed to creation what God is like, who God is. Jesus is God saying to us, this is who I am, and never more so than on the cross. Jesus can receive the divine name because he has enacted the divine name. There's another name for Jesus that Matthew uses, Emmanuel, God with us. All the way down to the most harrowing human experience of forsakenness and despair. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, pouring himself out, pouring himself out to the end, transforming the shameful cross into the tree of life with its fruit of infinite mercy, omnipotent love. Be of that mind in yourselves that was also in the anointed one Jesus, who subsisting in God's form did not deem being on equal terms with God a thing to be grasped, but instead emptied himself making a slave's form, coming to be in the likeness of human beings, and being found as a human being in shape, he reduced himself, becoming obedient all the way to death, and a death by a cross. For which reason God also exalted him on high and graced him with the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee of beings heavenly and earthly and subterranean should bend and every tongue gladly confess that Jesus the anointed is Lord for the glory of God the Father.